Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jennifer Stefano, Executive VP, Vice President of the Commonwealth Foundation, columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, proud native Philadelphian mom, Emmy-nominated TV reporter, saw you on with Dana Perino earlier today. I looked up, and I, Jen, I was so proud. I'm like, there's Jennifer on with Dana. And I was, I just had this, like, proud moment. So you looked fabulous, and I, I know it was a great interview. I didn't get to hear it, but you just looked awesome. So I had to give you the shout-out. Well, again, <laughs> how much do I owe to you? I started in TV <laughs> under your tutelage, and... <laughs> So I appreciate that, and I appreciate you always being so supportive. You're that's a that's awesome, and yeah, it was you know, look, it's uh, hard to go on and talk about the state of disrepair in Philadelphia, yeah. um, and and but that's what we have to talk about, and <clears throat> you know, here's hoping that Sherelle Parker lives up to all that she says. And is that something, you know, Jennifer? You're somebody you love Philadelphia, right? We we love Philadelphia. Yeah. Now you're on a national, I mean, you're on the, all the national shows all the time, but do you struggle with that a little bit? Because in one way, you want to say, Philadelphia's beautiful. I love Philadelphia. On the other hand, we have to talk about the fact that, for example, this past summer, eight people a day were shot in our city. It was right. a horrible, tragic record that we have to contend with. So just on, a, on you know, how do you handle those kinds of questions because you don't want to be all down on Philadelphia. You want to be hopeful, and yet it's hard to be. Right. And, and I think, um, look, I think people have to realize this is the consequence, consequence of single-party rule and of no loyal opposition um, from the Republicans. Um, they sort of abandoned cities uh, many, many decades ago. And it, it, it's a huge mistake. So there needs to be that loyal opposition that can keep you honest or, or challenge or present other ideas. I don't expect Philadelphia to become, you know, conservative or a Republican at all. But what you've seen happen here, Don, is that um, what was once liberal became radically, radically left and, and totally progressive in not just Philadelphia, but our great American cities are in death spirals that we are unsure that they can pull out of. So I think we just have to think about that and recognize that you do need a healthy, loyal opposition. And Republicans need it, too, in areas where it's always been Republican. But um, certainly um, in, in our cities, there, there needs to be other alternatives. And I think Parker's sort of providing that being more or at least sounding more conservative in her approach although not a conservative yes but she's definitely 
she's definitely not progressive. So I think we're no. we're, we're being half glass full. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and that's yeah, and that's what I say is I don't look. I'm an American, and I think that the hallmark of being an American is just being a relentless optimist. There always is a way. There always is a path. It does not always have to be this way. Although right now we feel like, oh, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. That's not, that's not true. Things can turn around. And by the way, this is what happened in the 60s and 70s and, 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 and to our cities. And, and guys like Rundell and Rudy Giuliani came in and turned them around. Um, and I think it can be done again. But let's not repeat this cycle every 30 years. Yes, please. Ridiculous. I want yeah. to get to your um, the Commonwealth Foundation, this common ground, you know, common ground in the Commonwealth poll, as as you call it, and everybody can check out CommonwealthFoundation.org. But take us through, you know, the latest survey, what you're finding as far as Pennsylvania voters and even looking back on your latest polls of the Commonwealth Foundation. Yeah, I got, thank you for asking that. I think it, it's it's starting to reveal something very interesting. So there's two things that I think really stand out. The first is people who want good government and want, um, this is not a word we use all, but statesmanlike behavior from the men and women that are elected to office is increasing. It's becoming a top issue along with the economy. And people are tired of this endless partisan approach. And the second is that education continues to be a driving issue, particularly among Blacks and Hispanics, and that this is an opportunity for people on the right to really make inroads in these communities that they have not traditionally done well with and really should be serving. And when you look at the horrendously low voter turnout among Blacks and Hispanics in Philadelphia, it's very clear that there needs to be new ideas and outreach to to those communities. And they're, they're just a vibrant part of Philadelphia. I mean, it's wonderful. Philadelphia has always been quite diverse. And, um, you know, we can't leave anyone behind. And so in in the, you know, Commonwealth poll that you're taking, you're asking people, and these are registered voters in Pennsylvania, all, you know, that's, so they're taking it, they're saying, yes, I'm a registered voter in the Commonwealth of PA. The question is, would you say things in America are going in the right direction or has the country fundamentally gotten off on the wrong track? These are some yeah. st- pretty startling numbers that you have. That's right. Uh, the majority of people think that we are not headed in the right direction. They're concerned about the state. They're concerned about the country. Now, interestingly, in polling, what we've seen, and in my experience doing numerous polls over the past decade, is that people tend to have different views of their state and the country. In other words, they can separate out when good things are happening versus when they're not happening at the federal level. Mm-hmm. And, but what you see is just a disturbing trend of, of people just not seeing a great future. And then when you look at migration numbers, you can see that people are leaving, not just Philadelphia, but are leaving Pennsylvania. And it's Florida and North Carolina and Texas that are stealing them, where even though the country, people still feel the country's not going in the right direction, they believe things are better in those states and that they say therefore can have a better life. Yeah, it's, you know, it's 40% say the total number there, have you or somebody you know thought about leaving PA for a different state due to Pennsylvania's policies? 
I mean, 48% say yes. Yeah. Either, you know, a fourth of them say, I've thought about leaving. And then the other parts say, you know, I know somebody. All of these numbers, they're not really surprising to me. Um, and it's really all about right. the economy. I mean, when I look yeah. down through it, and everybody should go to CommonwealthFoundation.org. This is a very thorough report. And I, I love this. And I know it's kind of wonky. Jennifer, but I love the fact that you're giving the questions because I think a lot of times in a poll, obviously, if somebody's trying to manipulate the poll, okay. it depends on the questions they're asking. It's a very uh, straightforward type situation where people are taking the survey. The questions are very th- straightforward, and I think it's really transparent of the Commonwealth Foundation, you know, to put the Q&A on there so that a person can look at it and then see how the questions were asked how the respondents then gave their answer. Right. And and so we release everything. We want the poll to be completely transparent because we're bipartisan and we want to show that we are doing this in the right spirit, which is truly to do research and analysis and to better understand the attitudes, beliefs of the people of Pennsylvania. I mean, that's who the Commonwealth Foundation was created to serve, to make life better, to help people flourish. And I think... Um, we look at what are what really is happening with people. And I think when you look at things like even whether Bidenomics is helping or hurting the state, an overwhelming majority of people um, think that it either has not helped at all or it's worsened. I mean, almost 50% of the people that we surveyed think Bidenomics has worsened conditions in the state. And, and that's, that's a problem. And, and it's, it's something that we really need to look at and address, but there's plenty that can be done at the state level to counter the ill effects of Bidenomics. And the number one places, you know, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, mm-hmm. you know, where they would think about going. That's you know, right. Is Do you think part of that, is it the economy, jobs is, I'm trying to look back, is because, yeah. you know, let's let's face it, it's not 40, it's not, well, what is it right now? The high today is uh, 47, but I think this morning when I started out, <laughs> when I got up at 3 o'clock this morning, I think it was like 28 degrees. Is weather a factor or not really? They're just saying it's really the economy and jobs. Yeah, I mean, look, weather, look, if you only want sunshine and not the four seasons, which I honestly can't understand that, and if you really dislike one of the most beautiful landscapes in the whole country, um, then, yeah, I guess you don't want to be in Pennsylvania. And, the, you know, that's on God. We cannot <laughs> change that. But I think you, you have to look at two key things. The first is not just the economy, but how easy is it to open a business? How, I mean, people in the United States are entrepreneurial and, and they look not just for a job, they want to invent jobs for themselves and for others. So I think the conditions of opening a business and regulations and taxes, that takes a toll. But also, for younger people deciding where to settle down, what does the educational landscape look like in Pennsylvania? And when you look at Pennsylvania, that, that is poised to become the first state overseen by a Democrat to get educational savings accounts, a.k.a. lifeline scholarships, where the money would follow the child, as to f- compare that to Florida, where they have a vast and vigorous marketplace of options and opportunities for people to go and get scholarships to any number of schools. Mm -hmm. It's not a battle there. It's not a problem. The government sector unions are not the same issue 
as in Pennsylvania, the budget, Governor DeSantis, slashed the Republican budget that was set. He didn't slash the Democratic budget. He went back to the Republicans that controlled that state house in Florida, and he slashed their budget so he can keep taxes low. So I think all of these things are, are playing into when people decide to settle here. We have some of the most brilliant minds and best universities in the nation, and I know there's been some serious mm-hmm. issues at some of them, and we have to, that's a whole other yeah. issue, but still, we want those people settling here in Pennsylvania, not somewhere else. But alas, we're not competitive enough. And there's a ranking here of the most important problems, you know, facing the country. So I think it's, it, you know, there's a common theme here. It's about the economy and the, and heavily, everybody says, inflation and cost of living, which is, you know, to your point of Bidenomics. But I, right. you know, border, secu- border security and immigration, um, that's, that's up there, too. That is. And I thought, you know, I wrote about it in my column this week, how I felt John Fetterman has been eminently reasonable about the border. And he chastised Democrats, saying to them, it is not xenophobic or racist to be concerned about the country's borders. It is absolutely not. I mean, this, it is catastrophic what's happening at our borders. It is no good for anyone, including the people trying to get here illegally. And I think there is just a very small part of the population that occupies the space on the border saying open borders are correct and there's nothing, you know, let everybody in. This is a disaster for the most vulnerable people already in the United States, including, by the way, immigrants. Yes. So I just think John Fetterman is a Democrat, and I, I wrote praising him for his stance on that and on fracking and on Israel. I think he's totally right on all three issues. And he said, I'm not a progressive. I'm not going to own that label if it means turning my back on the border or Israel or fracking. So I think good for him. Yeah, agreed. Um, I want to get to Josh Shapiro and those favorability or approval numbers. Take us through that, if you would, as far as Josh Shapiro. We had seen his, you know, his ad that he gets S done and referring to I-95 and all of that. Take me through his numbers and what you think, you know, your Shapiro opinion. Yeah, I I think he's embarrassing himself on social media. I think it doesn't appear very presidential or governor-like. It's not very statesman-like. And I, I think it's a masking these I get stuff done because he doesn't get stuff done. I'm, I had a column back. It was a big headline. Um, got Josh Shapiro is the least productive governor in 50 years. He's riding on his success of reopening I-95. I mean, he repeats it and repeats it. Like, great. Okay, you opened a bridge. Good for you. But you didn't remove any of the other the barriers that won't require a governor. Why do we need a governor to open a bridge? Why do we have all these burdensome regulations then to begin with? And he has not done what he's promised. He has not gotten lifeline scholarships done yet. And he has not really passed any significant legislation like he promised, for instance, to immediately lower the business tax in Pennsylvania. And he yet- promised to do that. Didn't do it. Like he's, 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. He's not doing anything that could actually improve people's lives. But he's out on social media like he's some like he's hunting for TikTok fame. That does not serve the working people of the state, and it doesn't get more people, including the TikTok generation that he's appealing to, into the state. Those things aren't going to amount to anything if he doesn't actually pass policies that help people. And yet, in the Commonwealth poll, you know, 59% were favorable, either, you know, a fourth of them very favorable or about a third somewhat favorable. So not, not horrible reviews. No, no, and he's a likable guy. And, you know, he comes across, I mean, he's likable. I don't know him personally, but he seems yeah. likable. He, 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 he yes. presents really well. Mm-hmm. And, and he's affable. And, and people like that. There's a vigor and a youth to him, and that's exciting, I think. But also, if you look deeper into those numbers, what I found interesting is most people don't, can't name an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what he's done. They couldn't name anything significant that he is, he's achieved. And that is fine for your first year mm-hmm. but year two year three year four this starts to wear and certainly going back on your promises like on lifeline scholarship are going to continue to be an albatross around his neck until he starts to get things done that make people's life better allow them to flourish were you surprised or were, were what was the reaction to those you know the commonwealth foundation the numbers on philadelphia da larry krasner 20 percent favorable <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I mean, no. Um, that, that 20% are favorable, I guess, you know, it, 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 it's the hardcore, radical, mm-hmm. progressives that tend to live in Rittenhouse Square or can escape the city easily, but he, he does not garner support. And I think when you see low turnout in Philadelphia, um, now this isn't showing up in the polls, but when you see the suppressed turnout, particularly among blacks and Hispanics, um, you really start to see what I would consider this hopelessness that guys like Krasner have some sort of fix or that he's got the in. 
and that there's there's not anything better. And also candidates that can't come in television that can present strongly. So when you get someone like Sherelle Parker taking on all those other um, wannabe mayor mayor mm-hmm. candidates for the Democratic Party, she really pre- presented a compelling vis- vision of someone who could get things done and make things better. But I think there is a general consensus that this guy has the staying power, and that's the George Soros money flowing into the city that sort of helps him stay in power. And then people believing that he's entrenched and not showing up to vote. I was a little surprised with Treasurer Stacey Garrity, who I like, and I think she does a very good job. She's active on social media. I mean, we've all had her on our shows, et cetera. But 28% total favorability, but 24%, 24% of Pennsylvania registered voters have never heard of our Treasurer Stacey Garrity. So I know for you and I, obviously, we don't count maybe because we're, you know, we're, we're into this, but did did something like that surprise you, or is that a higher number for somebody who's the, the state treasurer? No, it didn't surprise me at all. In fact, um, when Josh Shapiro was attorney general before he announced he was running for governor, he had that kind of unfavorability. Um, so it's just a matter of, hey, this is the opposing party, and I am morally convicted that I can only vote for Democrats, right? Because Stacey Garrity's a Republican, mm-hmm. and they're convinced of that, and so they're automatically going to dislike her for whatever reason. Okay. She's not as well known, so it's very easy to assume that anything going that you don't like about Republicans, she'll just stick to her. And I, I think if you, you really, I'm, I'm not as concerned about that. If she had aspirations for higher offices, I, I think an investment of becoming known, particularly in the Southeast here, like Dawn, I often say. Growing up, like, I didn't even, there's like not an awareness you're part of a state. You're, where are you from? Like, no matter where in the world you go, I'm from Philadelphia. As if everybody knows where that is. And, and they, right, they should. It's the birthplace yes. of freedom and liberty. But we really are very insular. And more, more often than not, even very intelligent people get confused between, say, a congressman and their state representative. They're just not tuned or dialed in to Harrisburg. And, that's something that you and others are we're, we're sort of working to change. Yes. But I think listeners of your show and others care about it. And when they get more educated about it, they get very interested and very engaged. So I think Garrity could easily overcome that because Shapiro had these same numbers in our in our polling as well. So attorney. Uh, one more on the poll. I just I, I want to mention Dave McCormick obviously is taking on Bob Casey, Jr., and in in here, if the 2024 U.S. Senate elections were held today, here's the question from Commonwealth Foundation. Which of the following individuals would you most likely vote for? You have 42 percent with Bob Casey, Jr., 27 percent with Dave McCormick. Yeah, those are good. I would say they're good numbers for McCormick. I think 33 percent undecided mm-hmm. makes this hard to call in any any way. I, I think you really have an opportunity for a new candidate come in and to challenge Casey. Now, we all know Bob Casey is in an, is a politician that has been entrenched here. He generally has high favorabilities. The joke is, obviously, that everybody thinks they're still voting for his father, who yeah. is certainly not. <laughs> and Bob Casey does what, you know, he, 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 where is he? What does he say? What does he believe? I mean, he's a guy that they just, they're not making tons of appearances. 
But I, I think if, if Dave McCormick is serious about this, it's certainly a viable race, just from a, an analysis perspective, that someone like McCormick could come in. But, again, um, I think the number one thing he has to overcome is where does he live, how is he invested here, and yes. why, why do we believe he cares about us? That's, that's the ultimate thing, Don. You know, in, in my polling that I've done prior, the number one thing is answer, politicians have to answer the question that people ask. And the first question they ask is, do, does that politician care about me? Do I sincerely believe they care about making my life better. And um, I think when you're not a native Pennsylvanian, we're very, you know, most of us who born here, die here, you got to prove that. And I think McCormick can. Uh, he's a native son, but he's been out of the state for a while. So I think, I think that will be one of the bigger hurdles. But if he can sail it, I think this is a, a competitive race. Yeah, and you never hear when he's introduced or that sort of thing, rarely in so-called mainstream media, do you see that he's a West Point grad, served in the Army as a captain, you know, decorated, that sort of thing? You never really hear that stuff about right. him. And That's right. he needs to get that out there, I think. You, you know, oh, military does. service, right? I think people who honorably served our country need to be, they're, they're very humble people, Dawn, right? Like, they, these are the, that, that's kind of the, the, the catch here is that they tend to be humble about their military service. They do not brag. They're servant leaders. But if if you look at our poll and you look at this issue that keeps coming up higher and higher of wanting people who can reach across the aisle, wanting bipartisanship, wanting what I call statesmanship, members of the military have those gifts. They have those skills, and they need to talk about them and how they learned them and what they did in the military. It's not simply to paint them as heroes, which they are, but to show that they are going to bring the values that the military instilled into public life. That would be vital. So I think you really are hitting something here. Yeah, I mean, this is a great, it's really an extensive survey, you know, looking at people, um, the perceptions, the, the fact that the majority of participants surveyed say that they think Republicans are better at the economy. But looming, I have to Think about this, Jen, that looming here is the question of the abortion issue. And I think that is what, because if you look at this, Republicans own it, right? Republicans should be, should own the issue and own the upcoming elections because it's all about the economy, as the old James Carville saying, you know, it's all about the economy, stupid. But then we have that abortion issue. And I think that that issue is not going away and Republicans have to do a better job of answering the question and addressing that issue in America. Yeah, most importantly, it turns out the Democratic base in big ways. What the Republicans have failed to do in Pennsylvania is turn out the base. And and you've seen this decline since President Trump ran in 2020. There is not the level of turnout in key Republican counties that there needs to be. They are not getting people out to vote. They are not inspiring them, and they are not putting their machine to work, and they are not talking about issues in a way that turns out the base. Yeah, I still think winning independence is very feasible for Republicans, even on the abortion issue. But they should stick to the last six weeks of pregnancy versus the first six weeks. The Republicans need to talk about the where does the limit fall? Are you going to allow a perfectly healthy woman to walk in to um, an, into, in labor and abort the baby? That's a great question for the last six weeks. The Republicans should talk about that. And I think that's number one. Number two, 
They should also be driving their base on issues they care about, which are economic ones. And number three, they need a machine. In the, in the state of Pennsylvania, the Republican Party needs to do what the Democrats do and turn their people out. And I think they're failing to do those three things. I think Nikki Haley's perfect on talking about abortion. And I think there needs to be more effort to turn out that base. There will be an era post-Trump. And it'd be good to start planning for that and planning turnout now, whether or not the president gets the Republican nomination. Well said. Jennifer Stefano, thank you so much. Commonwealth Foundation, you're the best. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 